to the Apostle Frederick Kaluluma podcast channel. Apostle Frederick is the senior pastor of the City of the Lord Church, and he has been anointed by God with a message that will take you deeper in your walk with Christ. We have the mission to bring hope to the hopeless, and we seek to build a community of believers founded on faith and walking in love until the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, if you would like to officially join the City of the Lord Church and get access to pastoral care, counsel, and one-on-one sessions with the man of God, fill in the form in the link below the podcast description. Now, here comes today's powerful word. It is your word. So grab your Bibles, pens, and notepads as we join Apostle Frederick from the City of the Lord Church in Lusaka, Zambia. Be blessed. When we're talking about the seven spirits of God, we're not talking about seven Holy Spirits. But we are talking about the sevenfold manifestation of God's, of the Holy Spirit's personality. And the reason why it's important to know is because the way you relate with the Holy Spirit will be very limited if you only know one side of Him. Praise God. So it will be very limited if you know one side of Him. So I've given an example through myself. Let me use Shemaya as an example. Shemaya, you can come through. Feel free. Okay. How many of you know Deacon Shemaya? Raise your hand if you know Deacon Shemaya. Okay. Uh, come, Bunny. Come through. Come. Feel free. If there were mics, it would have been good, you know. I just don't know if our church owns mics. <laughs> but I, I just want to show you something. So, I'm taking a wild guess. Have you had a conversation before? Not really? Have you? Yes, we have actually. Like a detailed one? Not a detailed one. Okay. So, what do you know about him? I would say he is very focused and very intense and very passionate about what he does. Very passionate about what he does. Okay. So, are you aware that he's done computer science? No. So meaning, for me who's aware he's done computer science, if I've got a problem with coding and programming and stuff, I can easily come to him. Are you aware that he is a, I'm trying to remember, what's your field again? No, no, there's that field that they pushed you in. Something to do with analysis and marketing and stuff like that. You've worked in marketing, right? Yeah, I work in marketing. He works in marketing. Are you aware of that? No. So meaning your interaction with him would be limited to what you know. And then for me who knows more about him, you'll find we can interact from a higher perspective. Yeah, where is a farmer? Okay, it's okay. <laughs> but I'm just giving you an example. You can take your seats. Now, why have I given that example? Imagine if that was the Holy Spirit I'd caught up to the front. And I called one of you, and I asked you, are you aware that he's the spirit of might? Would you say yes? If I said, are you aware he's the spirit of dominion? Would you say yes? If I said, are you aware that he's the spirit of understanding? So, 
in that regard, there are many people who've struggled to relate with the Holy Spirit because they just know one side, but they don't know the other side. So one person can be multifaceted. How much more God? Somebody say glory to God. Okay. And so let's get into just a brief recap. So the seven spirits of God, you can find the verse in Revelations 5 and verse 6. Revelations 5 and verse 6. Revelations 5 and verse 6, the Bible says, Okay, so Revelations 5 verse 6, it says, And between the throne and the four living creatures, and among the elders, I saw a lamb standing as though it had been slain, with seven horns, with seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, the sevenfold Holy Spirit. And then when we go to Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 11 and verse 2, the seven spirits of God are mentioned very quickly. Who can tell me one of them? Yes? Spirit of the Lord, number one. Uh-huh. Next, shout. Spirit of might, number two. Next, yes. Spirit of knowledge, number three. Uh-huh. Yes. Spirit of understanding, number four. Next, spirit of wisdom, number, I don't know, number five or six. Uh-huh. Next, spirit of counsel, number six. Finally, Spirit of the fear of the Lord. So just to give you a briefing, Spirit of the Lord is the Spirit of dominion. He comes upon you to take over. He comes upon you to take charge. And when you relate with Him as the Spirit of the Lord, that, at that point it's not like the gentleman, who, no, 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 no. That's the boss. That's the one in charge. That's the one who gives decrees. He gives commands. Spirit of Knowledge has to do with having exact revelation knowledge of an insight concerning God. Imagine knowing what God knows. Imagine that. How would life be if you knew what God knew about a day? If you knew what God knew about a situation? And then the spirit of wisdom has to do with Firstly, having insight into God's plans. But then beyond that, when you function in the spirit of wisdom, you find yourself saying the right things, saying what you're supposed to say, doing what you're supposed to do, thinking what you're supposed to think, going where you're supposed to go. Praise God. The spirit of wisdom. And then with the spirit of understanding, it's, like, how can I put it? The, the Greek, one of the words we used there was, a, was the word sonesis, right? God, help me with this one. My understanding, let's say, of the topic grace will have an influence on the way I study everything else about the topic of grace. Because there's a way I've understood it. And a lack of understanding can lead to a lack of conversion. It can lead to a lack of you being what you're reading. Let me explain. How many of you remember the story of 
Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. Philip finds the Ethiopian eunuch and he asked a very simple question. He said, do you understand what you're reading? So the man was reading Isaiah 53 but was not understanding it. And then the eunuch responded, how can I unless someone explains it to me? There are some of us here who, the reason we're struggling to read the Bible is we just understand nothing. Like It just passes, Abraham begot Isaac, Isaac begot Jacob, Jacob begot. <laughs> you're like, whoa. And then somebody tells you, pray the word. And so you're wondering, like, how do I pray today? Okay, Father, I pray for Abraham who begot Isaac, and stuff like that. But then he said, how can I, unless someone explains it to me. And I've, I've come to notice that the spirit of understanding becomes more and more uh, present when people have a teacher. When people sit under a teaching ministry, when people pay attention to teachings, understanding increases. That's why if all you love is falling down and getting up, but you don't love sitting down in cell meetings, then you will lack the spirit of understanding. So the spirit of understanding makes you practical. It says, blessed are your eyes for they see. Blessed are your ears for they hear. Okay? And then we've got the spirit of the fear of the Lord. That one is my favorite. You know why? Because it's Jesus' favorite. Not so. According to Isaiah 11 verse 3, it says, his delight is in the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the one that will keep you from touching that girl before marriage. The fear of the Lord is the one that will keep you from going to those places. It's, it's bigger. If, if fearing your parent has stopped you from certain things, imagine what happens if you fear God who watches you every day. There is an experiment that was done in a restaurant. They put photos of eyes on a certain portion. And when those photos of eyes were there, people were not littering. Because they were feeling watched. When they removed them, people were literally. <laughs> the fear of the Lord makes you conscious of God watching you. And here's another thing the fear of the Lord does. It, it makes you conscious of the fact that one day you'll stand before him and you'll give an account of your life. Somebody asked me a question when I was teaching something. And they asked, they said, will believers experience judgment day? even if everything about their lives is right. And so I responded saying, with your passport still checked, even if everything about it is right. The Bible tells us we have confidence on the day of judgment. That doesn't mean that day isn't there. Each person will give an account. You know what the Bible says? Our works will pass through a fire, and only that which is true will stand. Everything will be tested, our motives, our mindset. So the spirit of the fear of the Lord, it keeps you... How can I put it? It's, it starts with a picture of realizing how big God is. You know that there is a certain healthy fear that's necessary. I'll give you an example. When I walked into this place, and I made sure I walked in not smiling. It was very deliberate. The moment I walked in, people scattered to their seats. Because they knew I've walked in and I'm in business. I'm telling you, there's one person who told me something one time. They said, I think there are people waiting to come in. Could an usher help? Uh, there's one person who was living a funny life. And I asked them a question one day. 
I said, if for the next two weeks you knew I was watching you, would you still do that stuff? And he said, no, Pastor, I respect you too much. I said, if you could respect God as much as you respect me, your life has changed. I said, your life has changed. That's it. Spirit of the fear of the Lord. But then, quickly, the spirit of counsel. Now, there are so many people right now or at some point in life who have felt stuck. Like maybe you don't know your next move. Or sometimes you just wake up and wonder like, oh, what will the life, what will the, how will the future be five years from now? How will the future be ten years from now? How will everything be one year from now? Listen to me. And I say this with all uh, due respect. If you are basing how the rest of your life will be on who wins or doesn't win the elections, that's sad. Because you... You may have control over your vote. You may not have control over everyone else's. I'm not saying that to be political. All I'm saying is that for as long as you are alive, there will be presidents you will like and presidents you won't like. That's a fact. Just, just as if, <laughs> if it's not about this election, there will be another election, then there will be another one. For as long as you are alive, there will be leaders you will like, there will be leaders you won't like. There will be laws you will like, there will be laws you won't like. It's a fact. There will be coaches of football clubs you will like, there will be other coaches you won't like. Okay? I don't, know. I don't know where that came from. But that's just a fact. What can we do? What do you expect us to do? Pray for us. Pray for us. You think we're not trying to change our clubs? Where did that come from? <laughs> Anyways, we'll keep going on other teams' fan pages to see that they, at least they are doing worse. You know, it, it, it reminds me of my first, my first, one of my first bad grades at Onza in first year. Like, and you know how they treated us? Like, results are out, and they just like threw all the papers on the floor. And then I'm like, like a famous guy. I saw someone comes to tell me, ah, no, your results are. <laughs> I went and checked. I looked at the paper. I reflected on my life that day. I said, God, why did I come here? I could have been in the field doing ministry. And interestingly, it was in development studies. It was an objective test. It was one of those tests which they tell you, uh, if you get the question wrong, it's a negative two. You know those? And then if you get it right, I think it's one mark. Now, if you don't attempt it, zero. Now, I'm a very confident guy. So, I knew the first seven. Now, that gave me confidence for the next seven. <laughs> hey! I looked at my paper. I said, God. Then I did something that you should stop doing. I checked other people's papers. And I said, I need to improve. That one needs to stop school. <laughs> Lord, forgive me. <laughs> okay, now, there's what is called the spirit of counsel, and I'll be quick on this. Though if I take a bit of time, then it will be the intercession. So, John, <laughs> if the intercession leaders prepared prayer points, who, who was supposed to lead the intercession there? Yeah! 
Messiah. And you just know Laura. John 16, verse 13. John 16, verse 13. is what is called the spirit of counsel. And I can give you very practical examples. It says, however, let's start from verse 12. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He is worthy to be praised and adored. Do you know that one? And so we lift up holy hands in one accord. Then why hold your hands down? Singing, blessed be the Lord. John 16, verse 12. Oh, Danny. You just had to finish it. So Jesus says this. Hey! Hey! I'm telling you about to say hey. Jesus says, I still have many things to say to you. Ladies and gentlemen, what Jesus said in the scriptures is not enough. They still had more to say. Why do you think the epistles were written? And still he has more to say. He said, I still have many things to say to you. Let me say this, and I say this uh, very soberly and with the fear of the Lord. These I never, there was never a time when I opened, like maybe I opened the scriptures and I found a verse which said, uh, you shall marry Mwelwa. I'm I'm telling you, I checked, it just wasn't there. The name is not Hebrew, but it just wasn't there. But then the moment I noticed a few chemicals in my heart, I went before. <laughs> if I told you what I did, you would laugh. I think I only recently told her. She, even she didn't know. I went before God to repent. Like, God, like, there's <laughs> a way I'm feeling. <laughs> I know I'm supposed to be preaching the gospel to everyone, but this particular soul, <laughs> this particular damn soul, I think we need to, like, uh, like Lord, forgive me. And I heard the Lord say, that's the person you'll marry. I heard him. Do you know what that did to me? Every other lady became a talking spirit. I'm serious. Ask any. Like, I, I, I'm not saying this to boast or anything. But I, I, I am literally not saying this to boast. But that period of time when, like where they say, is there anyone who <laughs> has got something to say? <laughs> or anyone who's got any... I was, I was not afraid of any of those moments. As in, I 100% knew there was no one who could come and say... Because I also knew what kind of pastor I wanted to be. Yeah, this session, I don't know why I'm being too free. I knew what kind of pastor I wanted to be. I didn't want a situation where you've got... Yeah, you're preaching. There are certain sections you can't look at in the church. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, praise team those ones. Then, you know, ushering those ones. This side, I never wanted that. And I also never wanted, like, before I talk about certain topics, I have to see who's around. <laughs> okay, they're not there. Guys! This, I never wanted that. And what was the key for me? It was counsel. I knew God's counsel in that direction. I knew God's 
God comes in. Another key for me, my ordination. I dreamt of the date way before. I didn't even know it was a Saturday. I knew the date way before. And I told the team. You remember that, right? It was September 3rd. That, the launch of COL and all that kind of stuff. I can tell you several other things. It's not, it's not like, let's say you wake up that day, then everything about your day has to be guided by counsel. There's still room for wisdom, room for this, room for that. But there are certain things that God still has to say to you. He still wants to talk to you about many things. So he says, I still have many things to say to you. Come on, what's your name? Say your name out loud. The, God still has many things to say to you, about you. But look at the next verse. It says, however, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, what will he do? He will guide you into all truths, not some truths, not some areas of truth, not only spiritual matters, not only... The, he will guide you into all truths. You will not experience this to its fullness if you've not appreciated the revelation of it. The way spiritual things work is this. The moment you appreciate it, it starts working more. So, before I make certain decisions, I go before God and say, God, do you have anything to say about this? I may not hear anything. I may go ahead based on the wisdom God has given me. But you'll find I'm sowing a seed of honoring God's voice. Such that when he has something to say about something, I won't even need to ask. I'll just hear that no. Or that yes. So he guides, okay? He guides. One of the examples of how he guides is who's ever used GPS when driving? Or maybe, I, I, I don't know, even when not driving, like who's ever used, <laughs> who's ever used the GPS location? Uh, have you noticed that with a GPS location, you may not necessarily have the full picture but you know that the one who told you turn right there, especially if the network is good, who also told you turn left here, and we tell you turn right there. As in GPS has gotten me out of lost situations before. There was a time I was lost. I don't know which road I used, and I was trying, and I was new to the area. I turned on the GPS, pinned a certain place, made me do some to my corners, and I was there. That's how the Spirit of God is. So you may be stuck. You may even have made wrong decisions. You may have made a bad turn. You need the spirit of counsel. Don't do stuff without the spirit of counsel. So it says, He will guide you into all truth, for He will not speak on His own authority. But whatever He hears, He will speak, and He will tell you of things to come. So His counsel, He actually tells you about the future as well. Now, where does He hear this stuff from? 1 Corinthians chapter number 2 and verse 9. The Bible is clear. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, neither has it entered into the mind of a man the things that God has planned for his people. If that's the verse you end on, it's a problem. Because the very next verse, keep up with me, the very next verse says, but God has revealed these things through his spirit. The spirit searches all things, yes, even the deep things of God. So he can reveal even the deep ones. It's not just the shallow ones. It's not just the things on the surface. He can reveal the deep things about your destiny. He can. Okay? And then it says, okay, what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of a man within him in the same way? No one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now, very quickly on this one. One of the things that I observed is key to the spirit of counsel is 
You see, the manner in which he manifests, he can speak to you directly, he can speak to you through a vision, he can speak to you through a dream. There are different types of visions, right? There's an inner vision, because you've got inner eyes, you know that. You've got an inner man, according to Ephesians 3.16. So you've got inner eyes, you've got inner ears, so you can have an inner vision where you see it from within. And that's why if you're not, mis- if you're not careful, for me in the early days, I would sometimes discard it because I would think it's my imagination. Okay? So you can have inner eyes. He will see it. You, you can see with your inner eyes. Sometimes you can see a vision, uh, like an open vision, like it's a movie, like it's just playing right in front of you. I wish I could have that every day. Sometimes you can have what is called a trance where everything stops. I'm talking about these things because I've learned that the more you talk about them, the more they become a reality. And sometimes you can have what is called a vision of the night, where it comes through a dream. Okay? I did a teaching on dreams and visions. If you are not part of the church by then, download it from the Spirit. (laughs) Because we didn't have good recording by then, but I have it on my phone. I have it on my phone. He can speak to you through others. The, The key is not really that he will always speak to you directly. But the key is when you develop a relationship with him, you can tell that that information has come from him. I'll give you an example. Uh, If someone came to me and said, Oh, Apostle, your mother said that A, B, C, D. I'll be able to tell if they're lying. I'll be able to tell. I can recognize because I know the kind of things that would be said to me. I would be able to tell. I don't know if you're getting my point. If you're trying to make a decision about a relationship, the person is not saved. And then the Spirit of God told you, don't worry understand but then the scripture says two cannot walk together unless they agree which spirit are you listening to (laughs) you know it's very easy to tell budget is tight that month and you heard an inner voice telling you I think this month it's okay don't tithe God understands The Spirit of God provokes faith. Not that. Final scripture for today. Final scripture of our intercession. Um, Isaiah chapter number 30. This is one key to the spirit of counsel that God gave me. I really just wanted to awaken you And verse 20. One key is also recognizing your teachers. Because God usually has platforms through which he gives counsel. You'll see this. And though the Lord gives you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, yet your teachers will not be moved into a corner anymore. But your eyes shall see your teachers. What's the very next verse after this? Your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Hey, go back. Some of us may not have seen that. Have, have some people seen it? 
Wait, have you actually seen it? And that's why if you're in this place and you've not... There's some people here, maybe you don't go to church. You've not recognized who your pastor is. Some go to church but have never recognized who their pastor is. You struggle to benefit from the spirit of counsel. You know, these things are very spiritual. You'd be amazed. The moment you get a revelation of who your teachers are, you'll be shocked in the sermon. Somehow, a joke will be cracked about what you needed to hear. It will become your counsel. It says, though the Lord gives you the bread of adversity and the word of affliction, yet your teachers will will not be moved into a corner anymore, but your eyes shall see your teachers. Here what God is explaining is, it becomes very difficult for people to get out of situations when they can't see their teachers. For for the Israelites, if they could recognize, if they could see their teachers, if they could see their guides, they knew it was good. The moment Samson appeared, they knew, okay, we're, we're fine. When Gideon appeared, they knew we are good. Then the very next verse says, and your ears shall hear a word behind you. What's that? That's counsel. Saying, this is the way. Walk in it. What's that? Counsel. When you turn to the right or whenever you turn to the left, literally GPS. God invented GPS. This is the way. Walk in it. So one counsel I'll give you, if you want to walk in the spirit of counsel, don't stray far from your teachers. Don't stray. Sometimes it's that same long document which you're not reading. That same 22-page DMNT which you're ignoring. That's where your counsel may be. Okay? Finally, my final scripture. Isaiah, chapter number 9. And verse... Uh-huh. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Now that comma is in the wrong position. Sometimes when you say these things out loud, someone would think you're editing it. No, I'm not. I have just studied. Because this stuff was written in Hebrew. Check the Amplified, you'll see. That the names were being put as 2-2, not as 1-1. Check the Amplified. I don't go into theology. Have you noticed? that The comma has moved. Uh-huh. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Wonderful Counselor, if you check its literal translation, is talking about an expert strategist. <laughs> Sit down and have strategizing sessions over your life with the Holy Ghost. Ladies and gentlemen, there is so much more for us to talk about on the seven spirits of God. But maybe we'll reserve that for another Holy Ghost week. My point is this. My point is this. You can have the spirit of might. You can walk in the spirit of dominion. The spirit of the Lord, that is. You can walk in perfect understanding. You can walk in wisdom. Because God's desire is for us to come to the fullness. And you can see that in Ephesians 1. And we're also told in 
John 1, that of his fullness we have received grace upon grace. There is no reason for you to lack in one area. There is no reason for you to lack in any area. Not when the fullness of the Spirit of God has been given to you. Praise God. Lift up your hands. Say after me. Say in the name of Jesus. And you can stand actually. Say in the name of Jesus. I acknowledge that my body is the temple of the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, I walk in the spirit of dominion. I walk in the spirit of might. I walk in the spirit of understanding, in the spirit of wisdom, in the spirit of knowledge, in the spirit of counsel, in the spirit of the fear of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, I walk in his fullness. Say in the name of Jesus, I refuse to put the Holy Spirit in a box. Say in the name of Jesus, he will not be boxed in my life. Say Holy Spirit, do what you want to do. I'll keep your hands lifted, lead them in one prayer point. service. I have been so blessed and I know you have been too. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. You can reach the city of the Lord Church on 0 If you are unable to call, you can email us on thecityofthelordzambia at gmail.com or reach us on Facebook at the City of the Lord Church. Stay blessed.